Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Monday, the 26th of October. India's COVID-19 caseload has crossed the 7.9 million or 79 lakh mark. However, in a welcome trend, the number of daily new cases remained below 50,000 for the second time this month. In addition, the new fatalities reported in the last 24 hours fell under 500 after almost four long months. And the nationwide COVID recoveries have gone beyond 71 lakh, pushing India's recovery rate to 90.23%. Meanwhile, COVID-19 recoveries in pole-bound Bihar crossed the 2 lakh mark yesterday. According to the health department, over 1 crore samples have been tested for COVID-19 in the state so far, including over 1 lakh in the last 24 hours. In the neighboring Jharkhand, the tally is a little short of 1 lakh. In Assam, however, the caseload has gone beyond the 2 lakh mark, but it includes over 1.8 lakh recoveries. The Maharashtra government has cleared over 103 crore rupees worth of compensation for families of policemen who died on duty during the pandemic. The state government, which is providing 50 lakh rupees compensation to each family, received applications from 223 families. Out of these 205 applications were approved for payout, 5 were rejected, while 14 have been forwarded to the health department to get clarity on the cause of death. Amid the backlash over BJP's announcement of free COVID vaccines for votes in Bihar and the allegations by the opposition about the politicization of the virus in the pole-bound state, Union Minister Pratap Sarangi on Sunday said that all the people of the country will be given free COVID vaccines. Sarangi told reporters that an estimated 500 odd rupees would be spent on vaccination of each person. Moving on, Dilip Ray, former union minister in the NDA government, was today sentenced to 3 years imprisonment over his role in the Jharkhand coal scam of 1999. Ray, who was a former minister of state for coal in the Atal Bihari Vajpayee government, was convicted earlier this month for criminal conspiracy and other offences by a special CBI court in Delhi. Apart from Ray, two others who were recently convicted in the case were also handed three-year jail terms by the court. The court in its statement said that there had been a concerted effort by the way of criminal conspiracy to facilitate misappropriation of the important nationalized natural resources of the country. The court in its statement said that there had been a concerted effort by way of criminal conspiracy to facilitate misappropriation of important nationalized natural resources of the country. Special Judge Bharat Prashar also imposed a fine of 10 lakh rupees each against all convicted individuals. The case pertains to the alleged irregularities in the allocation of Brahmadiya coal block in Girid of Jharkhand to Castron Technologies Limited in 1999. The firm Castron Technologies Limited had applied in 1998 to the coal ministry for the allotment of Brahmadiya coal block. However, Coal India Limited had told the ministry that mining in the area could be dangerous as the coal block was an abandoned mine and was full of water. The file was then circulated between the offices of Ray and the other accused after which the early observation of risk was ignored and Castron Technologies Limited was recommended for the allocation. With the first phase of voting in Bihar just a day away, big ticket candidates are making the most of the last of campaigning. Chief Minister of State Nitish Kumar requested voters to bring the JDU back in power. Targeting the RJD for engaging in dynasty politics, Kumar said, and I quote, a few of them are only bothered about their immediate family. But I consider the entire state as my family and hence I'm working for its development, unquote. 
Talking about women empowerment in the state of Bihar, the chief minister in Muzaffarpur said, and I quote, We have worked for women empowerment like no one else. We have given reservation for them in panchayati elections, unquote. While he spoke about women and the third tier of the government, a contrasting picture presented itself in the current state election setup. According to data shared by the Election Commission, out of a total of 1,066 candidates in the first phase of Bihar Assembly elections, only 144 females have been given tickets by political parties. This translates to a meagre 13.5% of all contestants. On the brighter side though, according to Bihar's voter profiles, there are over 3.8 crore male voters and more than 3.4 crores female voters. In fact, ever since the Nitish Kumar government came to power, women voter numbers have seen a steady rise in Bihar. The cause could be attributed to what is seen as the chief minister's pro-women stance, which includes the liquor ban. Interestingly though, there have been some serious questions raised regarding the efficacy of the ban. In fact, only today, Chirag Paswan, the Lok Janshakti party chief, targeted Nitish Kumar over the liquor prohibition in Bihar. He said, and I quote, Why don't they investigate the liquor ban? Are there no liquor smugglers in Bihar? Isn't alcohol smuggled into Bihar? Aren't the powerful accessing liquor in Bihar? The entire state government is linked to liquor smuggling and there is no one in Nitish Kumar's party, Jantadal United, who doesn't know. Unquote. The Bihar Prohibition Excise Act of 2016 is the single law that has led to the arrest of the highest number of violators in the country. The number goes beyond 3 lakhs. The Congress quoted in its manifesto that over 90% of these 3 lakh violators happened to be poor Dalits and Mahadalits. They were arrested for petty offences like being in a drunken state or carrying a bottle or pouch of liquor, not for smuggling the contraband into the state. Despite the law, a parallel network of bootleggers has continued to smuggle contraband liquor into Bihar. The Election Commission's nodal police officer for monitoring election expenditure had said that the forces had seized 5.16 lakh litres of liquor in a month since the model code of conduct kicked in on September 26th. Rashtriya Janta Dal's Tejasvi Yadav, meanwhile, chose the dismal state of the country's economy and the lack of jobs to attack the centre. He was quoted as saying, BJP people used to wear a garland of onions. Now it is about to touch 100 rupees per kilo. There is unemployment, starvation is rising, small traders are destroyed, poverty is rising, GDP is falling, we are going through an economic crisis. Unquote. It has been 15 years of Nitish Kumar's chief ministership in Bihar and the popular belief is that any new government scheme in the state is first brought to his home district of Nalanda. But unemployment is still rampant in Bihar and it is no different in Nalanda. This problem hasn't even been solved in Kalyan Bigha, Nitish Kumar's own village about 25 kilometers away from Nalanda. It is often touted as a modern village, but the youths there struggle with unemployment. With the Bihar Assembly elections just around the corner, news laundry reporter Basant Kumar visited Kalyan Bigha to gauge the mood on the ground. To find out more, do read his report titled All is well in Nitish Kumar's village, except there are no jobs. This report is a part of our NL Sena series on the Bihar Assembly elections of 2020. NL Sena is a news laundry project where people like you can contribute for the stories that you want to hear. So, a huge shout out to everyone who contributed for this particular series. Also, dear listeners, once you're done listening to this podcast, I urge you to find some time to check out our website newslaundry.com. 
We have many other such ground reports, podcasts and video interviews on issues that really matter right now. So browse through the website and if you like what you see, please do consider supporting us through your subscriptions. A monthly one costs as low as 300 rupees only. I'm asking you to do this because in times as polarized as this, it is essential for you to step in and save independent media organizations, especially us, because we do not take any advertisements, be it from the government or big companies. And that is because our only goal is to bring you the truth that you need to hear to keep democracy alive. The US Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Defense Secretary Mark Esper are arriving in New Delhi today for the 2 plus 2 Indian ministerial meeting with their Indian counterparts. They are scheduled to meet the External Affairs Minister S.J. Shankar and Defense Minister Rajnath Singh tomorrow. New Delhi and Washington are working to enhance military interaction and cooperation in defense and security while also considering the increased Chinese belligerence in the region. Apart from attending the bilateral meetings, Pompeo and Esper will also call on Prime Minister Narendra Modi and will meet with NSA Chief Ajit Doval. The two sides will also work on sealing the deal on a military pact or BECA, which is Basic Exchange and Cooperation Agreement. This agreement will allow India to use American geospatial intelligence and enhance accuracy of automated systems and weapons like missiles and armed drones. The Maharashtra Chief Minister Uddhav Thakre yesterday launched a pointed attack on the BJP and the central government. He accused them of having no ideology, norms or culture. He said, and I quote, When your foundation stones weaken, you have no ideology, norms of conduct, culture, nothing. Such a government is not going to last long. I again challenge you to topple our government, but first protect your own government at the centre. Because one day, people will look beyond you and say, give us anyone else but not you. This thought has already started. Unquote. Thackeray also demanded the government to either fix the problems with the GST or revert to the earlier system. He added that the centre owed Maharashtra around 38,000 crore rupees in GST dues and that other states were also complaining. Indirectly referring to the governor of Maharashtra, Bhagat Singh Koshyari, Thakre said, and I quote again, those who were questioning the Shiv Sena's Hindutva were hiding in their holes when the Babri Masjid was demolished. People who were not known beyond their family are asking us questions on Hindutva. Your Hindutva is about clanging bells and utensils. Our Hindutva is not like that. Our Hindutva is nationalism. Unquote. Koshyari and Thakre had recently had an exchange in which the former had accused the latter of being too secular. Shiv Sena's jibe at the governing party did not stop there. It also retaliated today after the BJP recently slammed Thakre for being silent on the Congress's criticism of V.D. Savarkar. Shiv Sena's chief spokesperson Sanjay Rawat today questioned the BJP as to why it had still not given a Bharat Ratan to the late Savarkar. He also said that the country's highest civilian award should be given to Savarkar, referring to him as a great Hindutva leader. The Supreme Court today dismissed the Tamil Nadu government's petition seeking 50% OBC reservation in seats in state-run medical colleges. It had requested this reservation for the span of this academic year. The governing AIDMK and the DMK had moved the top court after the central government had said that it was not possible to extend 50% OBC reservation this year. The reason provided by the centre was that the students had already filed their application forms for NEET in January and February this year. In August, before approaching the Supreme Court, the state government along with other parties had challenged a Madras High Court decision. 
The ruling had directed the centre to set up a committee to finalise the OBC reservation and state surrendered all India quota seats for medical admission. The Tamil Nadu government was unhappy with this decision and wanted the court to straightaway order the centre to implement 50% reservation for other backward classes. And now for some international updates. Coronavirus has infected over 43 million people around the world and killed as many as 1.15 million. The World Health Organization's coronavirus dashboard showed a third consecutive daily record high in the number of new confirmed cases. Nearly half of the Saturday's new cases were registered in WHO's Europe region. Spain's Prime Minister, meanwhile, Pedro Sanchez, declared a new nationwide state of emergency on Sunday. The Prime Minister of Italy, too, announced a raft of new restrictions and warned that the country's escalating coronavirus infection rate was already having a worrying impact on hospitals. Meanwhile, the WHO chief warned against vaccine nationalism and called for global solidarity in the rollout of any future coronavirus vaccines. Also, 137 new asymptomatic cases of coronavirus have been reported in the northwestern region of China's Xinjiang province. This was after one person was found to have the virus on the previous day. All the cases detected on Sunday were linked to a garment factory where the parents of a 17-year-old girl who was found on Saturday to have the virus but showed no symptoms worked. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.